Welcome to Win The Day. I'm your host, James Whitaker, author and producer of Think and Grow Rich The Legacy. And in this show, I share the tools and strategies used by the world's best performers to help you transform your own life. Are you fired up? I am. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome to episode nine of Win The Day. And today's episode is how to supercharge your productivity. So we all hear a lot of people talk at the end of each week or each month or each year how busy they've been. But it doesn't really matter how many busy hours we've had. It matters how productive we have been in those hours. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you my 11 best tips that you can apply right now to supercharge your productivity. Before we get started, I wanted to quickly remind you that you can be a member of my online VIP community. Just go to jameswit.com, enter your email address, and then you will receive an email with a free download from Think and Grow Rich The Legacy. You'll receive a link to go and download my success plan template. You will get access to the VIP Facebook community and a whole heap of other goodies as well. So just go to my website, jameswit, J-A-M-E-S-W-H-I-T-T.com and enter your email address to join that VIP community. All right, let's get into episode nine. And the quote for today's episode comes from famous physicist Albert Einstein, who many of you might recall from his theory of relativity. And his quote says, stay away from negative people. They have a problem for every solution. Stay away from negative people. They have a problem for every solution. Wow, how powerful is that? And as we approach the halfway point of this year, so many people have already switched off thinking, well, what else can I really achieve in six months? I'm just going to start again with a clean slate next year. But there is still so much that you can do with the six months left of this year. So we're going to go through these 11 tips that you can use to supercharge your productivity. Number one, start the day with your intent. Think about the way most people wake up and start their day. They wake up when their alarm goes off and they complain about their alarm. Then they commute to work and they complain about how many people are on the bus or the train or they complain about the traffic. Then when they get to work, they complain about their boss or the work they have to do. And then they read the news and complain about everything that's going on in the world. And then they complain about their commute home from work, and then when their partner asks them how their day has gone, all they've achieved is a whole lot of complaining for the day. But if you wake up and you start the day with your intent, literally wake up and think, what am I grateful for today? And think about what is my intent for today? What actions am I going to take? Because gratitude has been physiologically proven to make us not only happier, but more productive too. So when most people start their day by complaining and finish their day by complaining, start the day by thinking about your intent. Number two, have a daily plan, achieve it. I wanted to start this tip off by sharing the Dale Carnegie quote that says, an hour of planning can save you 10 hours of doing. A plan enables us to create a structure around it so we can allocate the necessary resources we need to get it done as efficiently and effectively as possible while keeping us more resilient from distraction and procrastination. 
So each day, write down three things that you're going to do today, no matter what. You will not go to bed, you will not turn in until you've achieved these three things. They don't need to be anything huge because remember, we're aiming for this simple and consistent action each day. These three things, it might be something as simple as a gym session or doing a blog post, calling a family member that you haven't touched base with for a while, or even doing meal prep for the week. The most important thing is creating that list, literally writing it by hand of just three things that you're going to accomplish today because those things nag away at your brain every single minute until you've got them done. But once you've got those three things done, it's a really great feeling of accomplishment. And just on that note quickly on meal prep, I'm a huge fan of meal prep, even more so since my wife and I uh, had our first baby seven weeks ago. Because when you can just quickly pull a healthy meal out of the fridge and get into it, it saves up all the time of cleaning each time you do it, enables you to fuel your body and getting all the right nutrition without having to waste all the time. So that's number two, have a daily plan, achieve it. Number three, do your life's work first. So most people, when they wake up to start the day, they want to have that feeling of accomplishment. The easiest way to do that for most people is to respond to emails. With every email that we respond and then either delete or archive away, we feel like we're making progress. But if we take a bathroom break or a coffee break or a lunch break, we come back and go, wow, my inbox is stacked again because emails are like boomerangs. When you send one, you keep getting more back. So instead of doing that, you need to do your life's work first before you turn to your busy work. And if that requires you to wake up even earlier, so be it. But too many people wake up and they want their feeling of accomplishment by doing their busy work. And at the end of a month or a year, like we spoke about earlier, they have been super busy, really, really busy, often even to the point of burnout, but they haven't really accomplished anything. What you need to do is spend those two or three hyper creative hours because that's all we really get each day for that hyper creative output. You need to spend those two or three hours doing your life's work, which is work that is going to get you closer to your 90 day goals rather than busy work, which is someone else's agenda for your day. So that's tip three, do your life's work first. Number four, begin with the end in mind. It's not starting things that makes us successful, it's finishing things. So only begin tasks in the first place if you're willing to give them your best effort and if you're willing to see them through until the end. I mean, I have lost track of the number of people I have seen who have started a blog post and they do their huge posts on Facebook and Instagram about, hey, I've started this new blog, come and check it out, I'll be posting every day or every week and they give up just a few weeks in, or people who launch a YouTube show or they've got some type of fitness goal, except they only use that membership three or four times a year. You need to begin with the end in mind always. There is nothing worse than having a whole heap of half-assed and incomplete tasks on your plate to show for yourself for the last two or three years. Because typically in those scenarios, the only reason you haven't gained traction is because you haven't been consistent with that action. You have given up and you've, during that time, spent a lot of your energy comparing yourself to not having the views that other people have. Whereas those people that you're comparing yourself to have been consistent with it over time. Most people think that starting an activity is the hardest part. 
but it's not. Think about if your goal was weight loss. How hard would it be if, to go down to the gym, sign up for a 12-month membership? They would process your payments so quickly. Starting is not the hardest thing. Continuing at the first sign of adversity is. So you need to think about why you're doing these things. So when you have that moment of adversity where you don't feel like going to the gym or you don't feel like recording that video, you have that accountability structure in place. And you have already said you've made it a high performance habit to begin with the end in mind. So that's tip number four. Number five, use the Pomodoro technique. So I first heard about the Pomodoro technique when I was interviewing John Lee Dumas from who many of you might know from the EO Fire podcast. So I interviewed JLD for Think and Grow Rich The Legacy and he told me about this Pomodoro technique. He said you buy this large timer and you have this timer sitting on your desk and you set it for a focused work interval. For most people, it would be 25 minutes. And then at the end of that 25 minute period, you would separate that work interval with a short break, which is typically five minutes. And each time you have completed a Pomodoro or one of the work intervals, you would mark your progress on a piece of paper with a big tick. After four Pomodoros or 100 minutes of work time, that is when you can take a longer break of 15 or 20 minutes. But knowing that your productivity is capped to 25 minutes really unlocks that hyper productivity because we do not want to show that we have got no work as a result. We've achieved nothing as a result of that one interval. So racing against the clock is what unleashes that hyper productivity. And also another benefit of that is every 25 minutes you get a break. So you can work knowing that your next break is never too far away. So that's tip five, use the Pomodoro technique. Number six, do what makes you happy. Doing what makes us happy gives us that extra tank of rocket fuel that we can commit to our work. It's far easier for our brains to switch off if we're doing mundane work. Say if our boss approached us and he gave us another data entry task for the 500th time, or if you're a salesman selling a product that you don't even believe in. You might have heard the quote from Apple founder Steve Jobs that said, the only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking. Don't settle. I love that quote. And if you're not sure on what areas make you happy, you need to get out of your comfort zone, get out of your apartment or out of your home, go and connect with like-minded people, go and attend events, go and give value to others unconditionally because that's where the real magic happens with networking, when you give more than you get. Recently, I've been on this Think and Grow Rich world tour and I'll be doing more and more cities as it goes along. And even as a speaker of the events, it's been amazing for me to network not only with the other speakers, but also the audience participants as well. There are a whole heap of projects that I'm now involved in just as a result of speaking at these last four tours. It's also inspiring for you at each of these locations. So you don't necessarily need to come and attend the Think and Grow Rich World Tour, although of course I would love to see you there and you would have an amazing time and I could introduce you to some pretty interesting people but you need to go and attend some events in your local area. Just look them up, get outside of your comfort zone, meet some like-minded people and look for ways that you can add value to others unconditionally. And 
Over time, by exposing yourself to more areas, that's where you can learn what truly makes you happy and you can start to go deeper into those areas. So that's number six, do what makes you happy because when you do the work you love, that is the only way to do great work as Apple founder Steve Jobs said. Number seven, eliminate distractions. Wow, this is a big one. This is in fact the biggest one. Whether you're working in a home or an office, I want you right now to get a piece of paper and a pen and write out a list of the five to 10 things that distract you the most. This could be anything from the phone ringing or social media notifications to getting bothered by work colleagues or even your own thoughts because a lot of people who have that entrepreneurial brain will find out that your brain is a constant beehive of activity where these thoughts and ideas pop into your head relentlessly. It can be very, very difficult to turn off. So write out that list of the five to 10 things that interrupt you the most. Then break that list into four categories. So those four categories are people, technology, self, and other. Then we're going to go through each of those categories right now to talk about ways that you can optimize them. So that very first category is people. You need to have an honest and frank conversation. One awkward conversation up front can save you many, many, many hours of frustration down the track. So have that conversation with them to let them know that you don't feel like you're being as productive as you want to be in that work environment or wherever you're working from. And set that expectations around certain hours or when you've got a certain queue, that means that you're focused and not to be interrupted. You can also take that one extra step further by putting headphones in as that extra cue for them not to interrupt you. Even if you're not listening to anything, they're not going to want to distract you. So you take your headphones off and even put a note on your door. If you work at an office that you can close, just put a close the door and just put a note on the door reminding people that you are in that hyper-focused, productive time. So that is one of the best ways that you can deal with people. That second category, technology. So your actions with that are going to depend on what aspect of technology it is. If your phone constantly bothers you, it does for me, that is a huge one switch it to airplane mode. I have my phone on airplane mode for about three or four hours out of the day because it used to absolutely drive me bonkers when I was really focused into work and 10 or 12 minutes later, your phone would ring or you would get some annoying notification. So if you switch your phone to airplane mode, you're going to keep more focused. If on your computer, you find yourself getting distracted you have shiny object syndrome with different tabs and things on your computer. Switch the Wi-Fi off on your computer if you don't need it to work. That will eliminate those distractions. If mobile apps on your phone are the things that are costing you the most time, delete them, even if it's temporarily. I've been going through a phase recently where I delete Facebook, Messenger, and Instagram just on weekends. And wow, you feel so much more present because when we're talking about productivity, a huge advantage and a byproduct of that is just having the opportunity to be present with the people that you're with. So delete those time-wasting apps, even if it's temporarily. If 
you're finding that email is the big thing that distracts you. Close that mailbox tab. That has been another big one for me. I find that I constantly get interrupted and distracted because it's like a lure. We want to go and respond to those emails. Or if you use a email uh, software program, just make sure you close that during those hyper-focused hours. And finally, if email responses are one of the big things that's interrupting you throughout your day, create a template for common email responses. So for every email that you get or 90% of them, you can copy and paste a template reply, which can save you two or three hours every single day. Now for the next category, self. Keep a notepad and a pen next to you so that anytime you have one of those ideas or thoughts that pop into your head, just write it down on a piece of paper. You can release yourself from worry about the next big thing that popped into your head. You've got it written down and you can revisit that on your next break or later on tonight or whenever you like. I actually use the notes app on my mobile phone as well, which is automatically backed up to email. So if you're worried about losing the piece of paper, you can have it on your email backed up as well whenever you want it. And if you find out that there are a lot of mundane tasks that take up a lot of your time, outsource them and save your brain power for big ticket items. I cannot tell you how many hours that I have saved by outsourcing website design, graphic design, and video editing. These are areas that I thought, wow, if I keep at it, I could get a little bit of expertise, but I found out that I had an okay product for all the hours. But if I can outsource that very, very quickly, I'm getting a much better product. All I need to do is manage the workflow. So do what you do best and outsource the rest. And the final category here, other. So this includes anything that doesn't fit into those three above categories. So if you wake up and you see a messy bed in the morning and that has you thinking, wow, it just makes you feeling a little bit lazier, feeling like a bit of a slob, make your bed when you wake up first thing in the morning. The same thing goes with pots and pans. If you see these pots and pans sitting in your sink, do them the night before. Has anyone in the history of the world ever woken up and gone, oh my God, I'm so thankful for my yesterday self for leaving all these pots and pans in the sink so I can start my day by cleaning up this crap. No, clean your pots and pans the night before. And a lot of people also have files and paperwork, all this clutter sitting on their desk. These are all things that distract you from staying focused. So eliminate these distractions. That's number seven. Number eight, miss a meal, but don't miss a book. We have access to history's most brilliant minds and you can tap into that with just 20 minutes of reading each day. Just from reading these books, you will find out there are a ridiculous number of tips, strategies, ideas, and different success blueprints that you can use, literal solutions for enormous problems that you're having, except too many people would rather spend that 20 minutes a day watching television or getting more sleep. So Jim Rowan says, miss a meal, but don't miss a book. That is number eight. Number nine, go to bed with a wish to your subconscious. The acclaimed inventor Thomas Edison once said, never go to bed without a request to your subconscious. And I love that quote because our bodies and our minds are capable of extraordinary things while we sleep. 
that rest time is essential for recovery, for growth, and for our general well-being. So thinking about what we most want in life right before we go to bed, that's what plants that seed of imagination. So for the next seven to eight hours, our subconscious can get to work on helping make it a reality. And just in case you doubt that, think about every single great endeavor, innovation, or product on the entire planet all once started as a simple thought impulse. So that's number nine. Go to bed with a wish to your subconscious. Number 10, review your success each week and calibrate accordingly. So people aren't very good at this one because if we focus on constant calibration, we're just going to get better and better each week, even if it's 1% or 0.1%. These things add up to huge gains over time. So checking in with our actions each week, the people that we met or didn't meet, the books we read or didn't read, the fitness session we did or didn't do, the progress we made or didn't make on our goals, all these things enable us to adjust our schedule and routine to ensure the next week is better. And with that plan of constant reflection and calibration, long-term success is assured. And just remember, often removing a negative influence from your life can be just as powerful as gaining a positive one. So as you're auditing your week and where your energy goes, remember, you need to keep yourself as far away from these energy vampires as you can and only hang around people who make you happy and help you achieve. So that's number 10. Review your success each week and calibrate accordingly. The last tip now, number 11, be inspired as the hero of your own journey. I absolutely love this one and I actually include this point during my presentation on the Think and Grow Rich World Tour because that is the number one productivity tip and I never hear anyone else ever mention that because when you are inspired as the hero of your own journey, it doesn't matter how many hours of sleep you had the night before. It doesn't matter how much money is in your pocket or where you're working from. When you're inspired, you wake up every single day and you get after it. The best way to be inspired as the hero of your own journey is to download my success plan template and write out your perfect destination in all areas of your life. You should be so excited because this is a literal wish list for everything that you want out of the universe. Then you backtrack it from your perfect destination to five years, three years, one year, these 90-day goals that you're going to achieve. And all you need to do then is focus on the simple and consistent action that you need to take each day. But you can be proud and comfortable knowing how the story ends because you have already written the ending. So think about what your perfect destination is and be inspired as the hero of your own story. Think about the work that you're going to do today that will eventually make it a reality. So that's it, 11 tips to help you master your productivity. Give them a shot and see what works best for you. And remember, you can also stack some of those items. So if your focus is on doing your life's work first before you turn to someone else's agenda for your day, try doing that using the Pomodoro technique as well. And you will find that over time, you will get some pretty awesome things happening.
Before we go, just remember, it is not how busy you are that counts. It's how productive you are. That's what makes the biggest difference. So that's episode nine for Win The Day. If you're enjoying the show, I would love it if you could get out there and give it a like or hit subscribe or give it a five-star rating. Or even if you're enjoying the episode and wanted to share it with friends, I would greatly appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Until next time, onwards and upwards, always. Whoa.